Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things? You know, inquiries, contracts, payments. It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Want to know the number one way we drive traffic to our website every single day? Would you believe me if I told you that it was Pinterest, you guys? Pinterest is a hidden gem. As you know, there's more than just cute outfits and recipes on there. But like so many other things, there's probably a sense of how do I even get started on this platform? And also another platform. Do I really have time for this? The answer is yes, my friend. It takes us less than two hours a month to batch and execute our entire Pinterest strategy for our business. And trust me when I say it's worth the two hours. This is something that you can implement literally today, or you can take this knowledge and delegate it to a team member or maybe a virtual assistant on your team because it is valuable. And the reason that I love Pinterest is because it is not just another social media platform. It is a highly powerful search engine optimization tool, meaning that people are searching for content every single day. And all we have to do is make sure that they find you. So let's dive on into the strategy and how exactly you can execute this in under two hours a month. Welcome to the Millennial Mom Movement, a podcast that's all about redefining what it means to be a working mom. I'm your host and business BFF, Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, we dig deep and reverse engineer how to make money on your own terms. Get ready for inspiring insights, fun chats, and tangible tips to rewrite your success story. Let's dive on in. You guys, today we're diving into something that I'm actually really excited about. It's one of my favorite platforms that I use to grow my business every single day. Can you guess what it is? It's Pinterest. Now, 
If you're new to the online business world, or maybe you're thinking, how can a platform that is literally full with like recipes and home decor inspiration help to grow my business? Hear me out. So did you know that last month alone, there were 433 million active users on the platform? 433 million, you guys. And the crazy thing is, that number is continuing to grow month after month. So today I am diving into what is Pinterest, how do you get started on it, and why you should be investing your time upfront in a strategy that will work for you. Okay, so let's dive into the basics of Pinterest. The biggest difference between Pinterest and other platforms out there is that Pinterest is an outreach platform, and a lot of times it gets lumped together with quote-unquote social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or whatever. Like It just gets put into that bucket, but because it's an outreach platform, that means that it's easy to get in front of new people. And the best part is because Pinterest is used as a search engine by the majority of its users, very much similar to how you go to Google and type something in, your ideal avatar is actually looking for you. In fact, 70% of top searches on Pinterest are unbranded. That means that pinners are actually open to discovering new products and new ideas, which is a amazing thing for you. So let me pull that apart a little bit more because I feel like that was a lot of information. So when we say Pinterest is an outreach platform, there are different types of platforms out there. So there's outreach platforms, there's nurture platforms, there's education-based platforms, like each platform serves a different purpose. And if you think about it logically, like you don't normally go to Instagram when you're looking to find a solution for something. You go to Instagram to connect with people, to like get lost in their feed, to be inspired. So that's considered a nurture platform, kind of similar to TikTok. However, the way that Pinterest is set up and because 70% of top searches on Pinterest are unbranded means that there's not a large brand attached to that Pinterest pin or idea pin that they're coming across. That means that the users are open to discovering new products and new ideas. And the reason that they're open to discovering new products and new ideas is because Pinterest is a search engine. So the other reason that Pinterest is completely different than other platforms is literally because instead of being something that you like scroll mindlessly through, like, yes, you have the feed of Pinterest that you can scroll through for inspiration. But the majority of users use it as a search engine. So think about it like yourself, right? You go to Pinterest and a lot of times you type in what you're looking for. And the reason that you do that is because you're looking for a specific solution to your problem. And more than likely, if you find that solution, you're probably going to take action on it. I know I have. I would say I'm planning my kid's birthday party. Okay, so I go to Pinterest and I type in like, superhero themed birthday parties for three-year-olds and all these pins pop up and I'm like oh this is cute I like this one and I click on it and then when I click through that pin it's like oh here's a blog post and here's everything that you can buy to make this party look amazing and now you have everything you need to make your party look just like these beautiful pictures 
me as a consumer, I'm like, great. I don't care where these products came from. All I know is that I have everything I need all in one place. You just gave me a solution to the problem that I was looking for. Cool. Let me add all of those to my cart. And now his whole entire birthday party is planned in less than 10 minutes. And so obviously this is a very broad example, but essentially that's how most people use Pinterest. So knowing this information, what does that mean for you? Well, it means a lot of things, but the biggest thing to understand is that Pinterest is a creator platform, and I can't stress this enough. They need people like me and you and other content creators out there to continue to create consistent, unique, quality content so that they can continue to attract and grow that 433 million active user base month over month. Because the more people that come to their app, the more people that hang out there, the more that they can charge brands for ads and the more money that they make, right? Like that's how they make their money by offering a free platform is through ad dollars. And so knowing that they need content creators to produce unique content on the back end. And we've seen this really big shift with Pinterest, especially over the last couple of years that they've been trying to figure out like, okay, where do we want to like put our stake in the sand at? And this is where they did it. They did it by saying we are here for the creators. Even last year, I forget the exact number. It was a couple million dollars that they specifically poured into what they call the creator fund, where they are offering a monetary award for creators that create consistent content on the platform. And that means that as a content creator and a business owner, it's our job to create that content. So we already know that the users are there. We know that they're looking for a solution. It's just our job to reverse engineer, okay, how do I get my content in front of the right person? That's the key, the right person. And so knowing how Pinterest works, you're probably wondering, okay, that's great. Like I get that. I know I need to be on Pinterest, but how do I get started? And so I broke it down into four very simple steps. If you have a second, pause this, go grab a pen, a paper, a laptop, something that you can type or write into because you're going to want this information. Okay. Step number one is to go ahead and create a Pinterest business profile account. If you already have a Pinterest account, you can certainly just switch yours over to a business profile. And then what I would recommend is claiming your website and all your social media handles. This is very simple and can be done within like less than an hour. I'm not even kidding. Now, if you're using your personal account and you're switching it over to your business account, chances are you're going to have to clean that Pinterest up. It might honestly be easier if you just start from scratch. But if you have a lot of content on there that you're like, well, I still want these pins to be live, then it's probably going to be best to use what you have and just clean it up and hide any boards that don't make sense for your business and your niche and just delete any pens that are silly, don't make sense, or aren't performing. So assuming that we're starting from scratch, you're going to then want to make sure that you have your title and your description. You want your keywords in there to describe 
who you help and how you help them, where they can find you at, and what they should do now that they've landed on your page. Do you want them to grab a freebie? Do you want them to follow you on Instagram? Do you want them to go to your Etsy shop? Like, What are they supposed to do now that they've landed on your profile? That should be inside of your description. Then you want to go ahead and create your boards. And so I recommend at least 10 to 15 boards that encompass all the topics that you plan to create content around. And so you'll want to use keywords here. And we're going to chat more about what the heck even are keywords. And you're going to want to infuse these into the titles and descriptions of each of these boards. Once you have that step complete, I would recommend hopping on over to Canva and creating about five to seven Pinterest templates within Canva that match your current branding so that when you start creating pins, everything is cohesive. And if somebody saw your pin within their feed, they would know like, yes, that is Amanda from Fulltime VA. I know that that's her because that is her branding and it sticks out among the sea as opposed to having a whole bunch of random pin templates. If somebody came across it, they would have no idea that that was yours. And then the last step is honestly really simple. You need to start putting some content out there. Here's the thing. It's not going to be perfect right off the bat. Okay. It's just not. I have pins that are embarrassingly just not attractive and not optimized and they're just but they're beginner pins but you know what you have to start because it's in the action that you'll learn and you'll refine and then you'll have data to back you up to say like this is working this isn't working all of the things but you have to get started first and so once you start pinning I personally love to use Tailwind which is a official partner of Pinterest they have a lot of really cool features I don't use all the features within Tailwind. I just have the basic Tailwind account where it's just for Pinterest. It's not for Instagram or anything else like that. And I really only use it for my static pins. And the reason that I do that is because I love how I can easily schedule to multiple boards. I can batch this. I can do all the title and descriptions very quickly. And then I hit schedule and I just tell it how many posts I want it to go out a day and it does the rest for me and it automatically posts those. And we have not seen any sort of dip in engagement or reach or anything like that when we use Tailwind. So we're continuing to use it and we love it. And if you want to give it a try, I have a coupon code for a 30-day free trial. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Knowing that we use Tailwind for all of our static pins, I also want to mention here that it's important to not just create static pins, but what we call idea pins as well. And so as of right now, idea pins are similar to like TikTok, I guess would be a good example, how you can't really like schedule things on there or kind of like how reels used to be, even though now you can schedule reels. As of right now, you cannot auto publish idea pins. I'm sure at some point in the future, that will be a thing, but just as of right now, you can't. And so what I usually do is I batch the idea pins and I'll put them in drafts inside of the actual Pinterest app. And then every single day I pop in, I click publish, and then I move on with my day. It takes like 30 seconds and it's no big deal. If you happen to have a virtual assistant, she could 100% do this for you. Okay, now I mentioned two things above that I wanna dive into. And the first one is keywords. And the second one is the difference between idea pins and static pins. But let's first talk about those keywords. So 
keywords, I feel like is a little bit scary, right? I feel like it's like search engine optimization. People are like, okay, I've heard that term, but like, what is that really? And how do I do that? Okay. So a keyword is a word or phrase that your ideal customer would type into the search bar of Pinterest. And so you want to naturally work these into your content so that if they search for, let's say, like easy breakfast recipes, your content will be shown because you happen to have a blog all about recipes and you love healthy, easy breakfast recipes. And so you want to reverse engineer your content to make sure it shows up into the person's feed that types in easy breakfast recipes. So how do we do this? Obviously, you're not a mind reader, right? Like you don't know exactly what they're going to type in. Pinterest knows that. And they say, you know what? We love our creators. We want to help them out. Here are some ways that we're going to do that. So if you log into the back end of Pinterest, assuming that you have the business profile, at the top of your back end page, there is a tab and you're going to click on trends. And it's at the very top. And then once you click on trends, it will show you broken down by all the main categories what is trending. I can literally go to Pinterest right now. I'm recording this episode in the fall. So I 100% guarantee you that things like fall outfits are trending for fashion. Home decor is probably going to be Halloween home decor and holiday home decor. Um, There's other categories too, but those are just like top of mind because it's very seasonal. And you'll notice too that like obviously whatever is about to happen is going to trend on Pinterest, but there will be other pins outside of things that are like seasonal that people will search for depending on what time of year it is. And so it's really great that Pinterest gives you these keywords. They also do something else, which I absolutely love. So if you click on your home feed and you go to the part of your Pinterest account where you would actually like scroll through other people's content and like peruse it, At the very top, there's a search bar. In that search bar, I want you to type in what your content is about. So for instance, we're going to go with the breakfast thing. If you type in breakfast recipe, you're probably going to see like 10 other things pop up underneath that and then along the top as well. And these things might be like easy breakfast, fast breakfast, keto-friendly breakfast, uh, 15-minute breakfast, healthy breakfast, breakfast for kids. Like literally all these different things will pop up. The reasons that these pop up is because Pinterest is telling you, hey, somebody who is typing this in is also typing in this, this, and this, and this. One, as a user, are you interested in any of these other things that are a little bit more specific as opposed to just breakfast recipes? And then you, as the content creator, think to yourself, okay, if somebody who's typing in breakfast recipe might also be searching for these things, hmm, maybe I should include those keywords into my content. And guess what? you should. So usually what I do is I usually just like open up a Google Doc and like as I type in breakfast recipes, I know I have blog posts on breakfast recipes or, you know, content on Instagram or website or, you know, a a free download or maybe like a paid ebook, like whatever it is about breakfast recipes you have to offer and you want to drive traffic to, then you can also work these other keywords into your content. And so you have to be careful here because you, if your breakfast recipe is not keto-friendly, then you don't want to type in that your breakfast recipe is keto-friendly because people are going to be a little disappointed when they hopped over on over to your page and there's nothing about keto-friendly breakfast recipes. So you want to obviously pick the ones that make sense, but this is such an easy way that Pinterest is giving you the information without you having to do a whole lot of work. This maybe takes like 
10, 15 seconds, do a little copy and paste, and you have this whole list of keywords. And so what do you do with these keywords? Well, you work them into your titles and descriptions of your pin. You can also use this same approach when writing your Pinterest board titles and also the descriptions for your Pinterest boards as well. The last option is a keyword research tool outside of the Pinterest app, also free. It's a browser extension that I like to use for Google Chrome, and it's called Keywords Everywhere. I'm going to repeat it. It's called Keywords Everywhere. It's free. It's for Google Chrome. You can go download it. And basically what it does, it's the same concept, but it's a little bit more in-depth. And it'll even tell you, like, for instance, if you type in breakfast recipes, that's probably something that's very common, but it'll give you some other niche, both short and long tail keywords that the long tail ones are great. You can work into your descriptions and then the short ones are great for your titles. So the title might be like easy breakfast recipe and then the long tail description might be like um, easy breakfast recipe for moms or something along those lines. I'm 100% making this up, but this is just an example. And so that browser extension is really great to use if you want to like really promote a couple strong pieces of content and spend a little bit more time doing that. So as I mentioned, what do you do with all these keywords? Well, like I said, I like to keep them organized and grouped together in a spreadsheet. And so this can be done in like an Excel, it can be done in a Google Sheet, Airtable, whatever you wanna use, it doesn't really matter. But basically what I do is at the top, I have all the different content pillars that I talk about. So this might be for me, like virtual assistant, online business, you know, motherhood, basically anything that I talk about throughout all of my content is going to go on that spreadsheet. And then within that, I have certain keywords that people might look for. So I like type in the keywords that have to do with the content that I'm creating. And then based on my keyword research, I paste all the keyword research into that one document so that it's really easy when I go to write captions inside of Tailwind or in the Pinterest app, I can just have that document pulled up on my desktop side by side and it's right there and I can naturally work those into my captions. And I really want to stress the fact that I'm saying naturally work them into my captions because what you want to avoid doing at all costs is what we call keyword stuffing. And this is basically where you take a long list of keywords and just like copy and paste those into the caption because just like Google, Pinterest has artificial intelligence, AI, that will basically red flag that as like spam and be like, oh, this is like a bot account and it won't actually show that to anybody. Like you might get a little bit of traction for like a day or two and then it's probably gonna plummet. So we wanna avoid that. And also it looks spammy, right? Like if I saw a pin like that on Pinterest and I like went to read the caption about like what this pin is about, I'd be like, okay, this is so weird. What is this saying? And then I may not click on it because I may be like, oh, I don't trust this site. I don't wanna get some sort of like a weird virus or you know, whatever. So no keyword stuffing. What you want to do instead is say something short and sweet about what your user can expect to get if they click through on your pin. And so the goal with Pinterest, I think a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, I want to have a million monthly views on Pinterest. Okay, that's great. But if nobody's taking action on your pins, that is not going to serve your business. 
what you want to focus on is a really high amount of click-through rate because the goal is to get them off of the Pinterest platform and to take action on whatever it is that you're intending. And so for me personally, I love to drive them to my free resources. We have a couple of different really great lead magnets is what we call them. And it's basically just like a great way to serve our community. And so we try to lead them there where they can get some sort of free value and decide if they want to be part of our community. So knowing that, I think it's important to figure out, okay, now that I understand what is Pinterest, how do I get started? I know I need to be using keywords. I know I need to be pinning. What do I actually pin? So let's dive into the two different types of pins that exist. So there are what we call static pins and there are idea pins. And static pins are like the OG of Pinterest. That's the pillar that is what Pinterest is built on and that is not going anywhere. They're just becoming like a little more dynamic. And idea pins emerged like over a year ago at this point and have been all the rage in the Pinterest community. They first started out kind of like Instagram stories, but have evolved tremendously since then. And so an idea pin can be, it can be multiple slides that you like create in Canva. It could be multiple pictures. It could be a short video. It could be repurposed content, like a reel or TikTok. Like there, it could be a clip from a podcast. Like there's so many different options here, which I think is really fun. And the idea pins, once you post them, they appear when you're inside the Pinterest app as a bubble at the top of Pinterest, just like your Instagram stories do inside of the Instagram app. But the difference is that while Instagram stories disappears after 24 hours and you can't see those anywhere else, they're just gone. In Pinterest, they hang out forever. And so what's really cool about this is you select a board that you want to pin it to. So after it expires from the quote unquote story bubble, then it gets put inside of one of your Pinterest boards and still lives on within the Pinterest app. And this is especially important if it's a video or an engaging piece of content because it will likely get recircled within Pinterest as long as, you know, that idea pin is optimized. So as of right now, it's really interesting because idea pins are, like I said, all the rage right now. And The interesting thing about that is there are no links in idea pins. So right now you can do product tagging, which is really cool. And you can do like uh, unique brand partnerships through the idea pins, but you can't like paste a link and then somebody like click over and watch like your YouTube video or something like that. And so it's interesting because it's a really engaging way for people to interact with your content while staying in the Pinterest app, which of course is what Pinterest wants. So then as the content creator, we kind of have to get creative with our strategy because while we want them to hang out on the Pinterest app, we really want them to take action on our content and do whatever it is that we want them to do as opposed to just being inspired with the idea pin. And that is where the static pins come into play. And so I personally have found it and so has our agency working on multiple different Pinterest accounts. And when I say multiple, I'm talking a lot of Pinterest accounts over a lot of different niches. The key to Pinterest right now is having a healthy mix of the static and the idea pins. And so it's great because the static pins still have that traditional link where somebody lands on that, then they can click through and 
have the solution to their problem. But then the idea pins are kind of like a way to connect a little bit further, which you didn't really have that beforehand within the Pinterest app. So this could look like a lot of different things. Um, but I think it's really interesting to see like, okay, what's the evolution? How can we make this work for us? And Pinterest did announce eventually idea pins will have links. It's just that as of right now, when I'm recording this podcast, they do not. So I'm sure I will have to record an updated Pinterest episode for you guys at some point next year to go over all the changes and what's happening in the app. But that right now is kind of the lowdown of what's working and what's not working. Okay, guys, now I know that all of this information might sound intimidating, but I promise you it is worth the time investment to get started on Pinterest. And the reason that I say that is because this is one, something that we do for every single one of our clients just about. And two, we do it for ourselves and I see the value of it firsthand. We grow our email list every single day because we took the time to create valuable content and invest in getting that content onto Pinterest and Pinterest set up and optimize from the beginning. Now that looks like, honestly, it's pretty low maintenance. It's maybe an hour a week total time spent pushing content over to Pinterest. And the results that we see because of that are 10x the amount of time that we're actually spending doing that. And so if you're thinking, okay, cool, that all sounds great. But like the thought of doing that and coming up with strategy and doing the keyword research and like creating pins and pushing a Pinterest and like this is so overwhelming. If that's you, no shame, right? Like honestly, that would probably be me if I wasn't offering this as a service in my agency. Like that is a lot of work. But let me tell you, it is so fun. We absolutely love doing Pinterest for our clients. So if you're like, I am overwhelmed and I really don't want to do this, send me a DM on Instagram saying I'm ready to pin at Amanda Rush Holmes on Instagram. We can schedule a call for a free Pinterest audit of your account and go ahead and get you started on a stellar done for you Pinterest strategy by yours truly and my amazing team. I promise you, you will see the return on investment. It is literally so worth it. And if you want to do it yourself, then hop on over to the virtualassistantstudio.com slash blog. And we have some really great free resources for you to help you get started. Kind of bounces off this conversation that we had today. And all I have to say is happy pinning, my friend. I will chat with you again next week. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.